Hello everyone, my name is Jordan Lewis and this is the Re-Evolve Media Revolution Podcast where we interview underground hip-hop artists from across Canada and hit those nostalgic notes as we take it back to creating and releasing music in its earlier forms. As you listen to this interview, you'll note the mention of a few services and methods that used to be high profile while in their prime. Just a few testaments into how fast new things come into mainstream and how technology continually advances and shifts how people and artists operate with almost unimaginable scopes to their impact. Knowing these truths can help serve as a motivator to not just get with and keep with the times, but to look for your next moves as you're executing your last. The ever-changing times present itself as a gift and a curse, but I'd bet that if you kept up with the momentum and found exactly where you need to be, success would follow easily. What's up, everybody? I've got Joseph. He goes by Jay Geezy. What up, Jay Geezy? Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. What's up, dude? So you're you're out of Surrey, BC, is that right? Yep, yep. G Town, to be more specific. You know, I'm born and raised in Surrey, BC. Yeah, G Town. Yeah, Guilford, Guilford. That's what we call it. G Town. Guilford. Hey, okay. Good to know. Good to know. So, so let's dig right into your uh, roots with hip hop. Where did you start uh, getting kind of invested heavily into the game here? Um, you mean in in terms of making hip hop, or just in terms of like? Honestly, it. even even just in terms of enjoying it, man. Let's go back to the the beginning when you first got introduced. Ah, nice, nice. Yeah. Um. Well, it was. Uh, I lived in this complex in Guilford, um, um, which I'm actually really thankful for because I like I met a lot of cool people over the years. And um, I had this friend in the complex. His name was Lorenzo, and his uh, his mom, my mom, my mom. I wasn't allowed as a kid to listen to like music with like vulgar words in it or like sexual sure, suggestive sure. themes and stuff like yeah. i'm talking about like grade four grade five obviously sure. you know kids you, you're not usually allowed to listen to that stuff your parents usually aren't gonna let that fly yeah, um, yeah. but lorenzo his mom was uh i guess what you'd call a quote-unquote cool mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> she, sure. yeah she let us like watch like fast and furious and like all the like just whatever shows was on like she'd let us like she's a little bit more lenient like that so uh oh hey like she just didn't care like she turned a blind eye or she hooked it up kind of hooked it up kind of like like okay, hey. yeah like kind she of cool us, introduced us to like certain things and stuff so yo, it, was, it was pretty cool shout out to lorenzo's mom back in the day for the hookups yo shout out to jennifer lorenzo's mom for sure hey. whatever you are <laughs> <laughs> all right all right um yeah so she uh so one day i was over at his house and um i was looking through his mom's uh, cd book and she had, and then I seen this one CD and it had like a green leaf on it. It was a black CD with a green leaf. And I had recently bought a, a Discman um, to, to play uh, my sister's CDs and stuff at school. So I looked at the CD and there's just something about the, that CD in particular, which it just kind of caught my eye. And I was like, what, what's this? Um, can I can I borrow this CD and listen to it? And she's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And uh, it turned out that that was uh, Dr. Dre's 2001 CD. Oh damn! Yeah, so that was like the first ever hip hop CD I've ever I ever listened to, and I remember the song. Yeah. I remember like the songs with Eminem were the ones that like really really forgot about Dre was like the song on there that was just like whoa, what is this? Like yeah, damn dude, you already dated it with the the Discman reference, and now this that's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's such a, it's such a vivid old. memory too, eh? Oh, I like it's it's one of those things where like I don't think I'll be able to ever forget that. It's just. 
it was such a pivotal moment in my life. Yeah, for know? sure. Dude, I knew there was some sort of origin story to it because, man, you got a fuck ton of content. Excuse my language, but um, part of what I do is I research the artists and, and uh, man, I have my work cut out for me with you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, understatement. I didn't expect that at all. And so what I found is, like, because it's obviously I listen to mostly underground hip-hop music mm-hmm. uh, on the daily. I'm listening to new, different music all the time. And so, especially with this, it is kind of more or less a job, but I found myself, especially with the amount of music that you had, it, I found myself not overwhelmed, but just like able to kick back and enjoy it, man, because your, your shit's versatile too. Yeah, that's, thank you very, very, very much. That's a, that's a pretty high compliment. And it's kind of, it's kind of what I aim for in, in terms of music. I, I, I like to showcase my diversity because while it did start off with hip hop and just rapping, I like to, you know, I like to music music i i like other music before hip-hop and rap and i like other music afterwards so i feel like all the music i just take in and listen to kind of just you know kind of put it in a blender and it kind of helps influence uh my style for sure. yeah for real man that's dope that's dope what what uh main influence before hip-hop would you say was uh taking hold there oh the, most definitely it was uh, uh pop and r&b um, oh, for sure, for like sure. Like mainstream stuff because... Uh, yeah, those were the sounds of the times back then around it was, 2000. It was, it yeah. was. Like Destiny's Child, Britney Spears, NSYNC. For like sure. Like Girls, like stuff like that, Usher. Like <laughs> that was the stuff that I was like heavy, heavy into because uh, my... Because like I said, I wasn't allowed to listen to certain type of music and uh, I would always hang out with these two uh, cousins of mine and one was older, one was younger, but they were both girls. So they were both, every time I go to their house, I would just like listen to whatever they were listening to and they put me on to like a lot of like, a lot of that type of music and it was like the stuff that was on the radio, it was the stuff that was on uh, much music videos and stuff like that. And BET yeah, stuff. you had those much music mix CDs back then, yeah, which had like yeah. twenty different songs from the times. Yeah, exactly. Those those were really big back when I was just discovering music. So I definitely was listening to a lot of those CDs with like like you said, whatever the twenty hottest tracks of. Yeah, the mix yeah. CDs. <laughs> yeah, S Club Seven, like oh man, like pop R and B. That was my that was my stuff back then for sure. Man, to think about it now, now that I think about it, because hip hop is kind of more or less the mainstream right now and so mm-hmm. we're we're essentially just referencing what was mainstream before hip-hop took over and it was kind of like a gentle transition too because r&b is very much kind of included in the hip-hop genre right this is very true that uh, a lot of the like uh, r&b artists and stuff from back then and even now they would have you know it was it was uh typical to have that the big single with the rap feature on it so you'd always get like for instance i i loved nsync back in the day nsync did the song called uh <laughs> girlfriend and then they remixed it and they got a pharrell the neptunes to make the beat and they remixed it and put nelly on the remix and so i remember seeing that video for girlfriend and like that's how nelly became one of my first favorite rappers um because i heard him on a feature of one of these pop songs r&b type songs so yeah that's wild dude yo you got a good memory bro like you're picking these files like it's from a library in your brain oh because yeah because it's like this this is this I didn't realize it, I guess, then, but I guess the reason why it stuck with me is because that's, like, kind of those experiences and listening to music and stuff has helped, like, kind of shape my sound and shape uh, how again, I take more, music in and how I view music and just, you know. For sure. More, like, pivotal moments in your life. Pivotal kinda. moments, yes. And, and exactly. Those are very pivotal moments, for sure. 
sure. <laughs> That's wild, dude. Okay, so uh, we got your your discovery into hip hop kind of around two thousand one ish, two thousand three ish, around then, eh? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So when shortly after that did you start investing into the talent yourself and start like rapping? Or ah, okay. Well, that that didn't come till a little bit later on. Um, in high school, maybe grade. Oh no I'd doubt, say, no doubt. I say grade nine. Uh oh. Oh, eight. No, no, we'll say around, yeah, oh, oh, 08. Oh, 08 was when I started, like, actually, when I, oh, 08 was the first time I actually wrote a song. Um, oh, you, you came out the gates writing. Yeah, that's the, the, the first time I actually wrote a song. I was listening to a, um, a TI song called uh, Dope Boys. And I remember watching the video for it and just listening to the song and the song and the beat. And just there was just something about that combination of the video, the song, the beat, and everything that's just like, yo. I want to make a song like this. Yeah. And and that was the, that, that, that moment there was when I actually decided to do it. But the funny That's thing hilarious. is, it was like instant inspiration, instant inspiration. But the thing That's is, hilarious. it had been something that had been bubbling in me since those days back to listening to like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and all that stuff. Because yeah, back yeah. then I would pretend that I was like, when I was a kid, I pretend that I was one of the members of the group or I was like the feature on the track. And like, I would just be singing along the words and stuff stuff and as i got older i was just like you know like it would be really dope i always wanted to be an entertainer or someone who'd be on stage or whatever for sure for sure yeah but i didn't know if it was like playing an instrument or singing or rapping but then just something in that moment watching that dope boys video was just like yo i want to make uh a song and i want to make it to this beat so i just like went on youtube and found the the instrumental for that dope boys track and i had like this like when I say ghetto, it's an understatement, but I had this like really, really <laughs> ghetto mic. Um, even the whole computer setup is like something straight out of the like early 2000s. I guess it looks crazy. Um, the fat, wait, okay, so when you say mic, do you mean obviously so far from what we're talking about today? It's, it was those little kind of like, what do they look like? It had a little tiny, like a bass. Right, a bass to uh, for for the desk, and then it was it's like a, a sticky bass, yeah. And then it was like a like a it's long like a, stick, like it like was half really a pen skinny, or something, right? Kind of like that, yeah. It was, yeah, it's kind of like a pen. Yeah, kind of. It's got like a little hole on the end too. It's like a single hole that is the receiving the part. receiver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, yeah. I think we we had the same fucking mic. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was, and it, it plugged in with the with the headphone jack, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, into the into that's, the that's into back, the tower. Back in the days of like webcams and stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh man, oh, man. The, the separate <laughs> peripherals. Yo, taking me back, webcams, man. That's hilarious, dude. Right? <laughs> to think that that oh, was a dude, thing. It, oh. Honestly, man, we're we're even dating ourselves with this conversation because mm-hmm. who knows in five years what's what's gonna happen? Actually, you can't really say in five years right now because we might not even see next year. But let's keep that on the low. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Oh. Um, but yeah. Okay, so we were talking about your. Uh, you recorded this track off of that beat back uh, back then on the the shitty mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you like publish this track? Or oh yeah, put yeah, it yeah. Out it, on the it, internet? First, first I, I recorded it, and then I'm pretty sure I I showed it to a couple people first. Um, I feel like I showed it to a couple people, and they were like, "Oh, yo, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool." How do you and do then, that back then? Is that like on a CD? You just burn it? Um, no. Back then, this was when this was when Facebook was like. Oh, it's just coming it out. Was, yeah, because when I when I got into grade eight, that was when, or, or in the summer of grade seven to grade eight, that transition and into grade eight, that was when Facebook like started actually popping around. Because I had a friend, he had an older brother, and he kind of showed us 
Facebook. So by the time I got to like grade eight, the middle of grade eight, like most of the people in my school were on Facebook. That's hilarious. Everybody remembers that day they were shown by an older person or somebody older that they know uh, Facebook when they were introduced. I remember that oh, yeah. story for myself too. That's hilarious. Especially looking at what Facebook has become now. And what oh, it was when I was later? Oh, man. Speaking of dating ourselves, like, if I start <laughs> talking about the different apps that was on the Facebook when I first started. Right, dude? Yeah. I was going to say, actually, because uh, as far as music sharing goes, before Facebook, you, I think, my, was it MySpace that was the main one or Nexopia? I don't ne- yeah, Nexo- Nexopia was more was more popular. MySpace was, was definitely, maybe in the States, MySpace was more popular, but, like, Around around here, it was uh, it was Nexopia was like the big thing. MSN Messenger was like the main thing. To, to, yeah, you could share files through it too. To connect your friends. Yeah, you could share files and stuff. Um, so yeah. I think I think that actually might be what I did. Is I think I just showed it to somebody on MSN and got a couple <laughs> like, oh yo, this is dope, this is dope, and then I just like put it, I just put it onto YouTube and then shared the link on Facebook. Man, see, yeah. that's why you got so many tracks right now because as soon as you were hit with that inspiration, you you turned over a track so quickly that I, I honestly, man, I couldn't imagine your turnover right now. But we'll we'll, we'll dig into it because I'm curious. Oh man, so, I mean, like, I went to the studio today. I was at the studio yesterday. You know, sure. what I mean? like yeah, yeah. Yeah, what uh, remind me when your project's coming out? Upcoming? The the project will be by the time by the time they hear this, the project will will have been out for a few days, but it drops on October twenty eighth. Um, if you're on if you're on the Pacific, uh, on the West Coast Pacific Standard Time, uh, it'll drop nine o'clock on on Wednesday. I mean nine o'clock on oh, Tuesday. Nine o'clock on Tuesday. Oh, so yeah, tomorrow nine o'clock. And what's the title? Called Life on Geezy Street. Life on Geezy Street. And that'll be your newest release. How many tracks are we looking at? Thirteen tracks. Thirteen tracks. Thirteen tracks. Never before release. So I didn't I didn't put any dope. singles out or anything. Yeah. Oh dude, that's fucking I'm looking forward to that. And uh like you said, this uh podcast is gonna be released uh, shortly after your drop actually. So and we'll probably play the a track in between between the episode as well as at the end. So I'm looking forward to getting my hands on those. But uh, yeah, we're talking about your most recent. Let's talk about your most dated. Well, actually, okay, sorry. We talked about the first track that you ever put out. Mm -hmm. Do you have like, do you have access to these old files? Because I'm sure between then and now, or sorry, my oldest release I could find for you is 2014 where when you started releasing on SoundCloud. Ah, yeah, see, because that's the thing is, I feel like, man, I feel like I've been rapping for so long. And the reason that is, is because of the way that music has changed over For the sure. last like five ten years and how like, yeah. new music. How access has changed it feels like I've a, i'm a vet that's been rapping for like 30 years or something. <laughs> um, you evolved with each system there yeah, was yeah and there was like different eras of jake easy music so the beginning era For when sure. i was uploading to youtube i should still technically have the files because i have my my original uh, the tower the desktop yeah. I have it in the storage unit because I couldn't I no couldn't part with that. You know, I have I have a oh, file on there. Um, but what happened was I put the I put it on YouTube, but over the years, like at first YouTube was chills with it, but over the years they started cracking down um on like remixes and like stuff that was using beats from artists that were signed to major labels and stuff like that. Oh yeah, they it, it's funny because you they first didn't have these rules and then people started getting reported and then mm-hmm. suddenly they have to automate these shutdowns, right? Yeah, so they took a lot of my early music because a lot at the beginning I didn't have beats, I was just rapping on remixes so a lot of my early stuff has been removed from my old youtube account because uh it's remixes of beats like ti beats and stuff like that yeah shit that just gets easily flagged exactly so i could definitely go into the into the 
into the old computer and probably find these files. I do have access to them, but they are not, uh, unfortunately, available for the public to hear. You know? you know what's crazy is I was just thinking about this concept and how, like, as this technology moves forward as well, these different limitations and restrictions get set so people don't abuse the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, but or sorry, like in this instance, so people don't like copyright music or or for instance, I was using Instagram earlier and I hit I didn't even know this existed, but I hit a liking limit. Oh, wait, what? What? Did you you're know putting, that? You're putting me on to game right now. There is a liking limit, dude. There's a fucking liking limit. I and I hit it. What? What did they tell you? What the um the what that actual number is? No, so they just tell essentially, you, you reached it. I tried to like a post, and it's funny because this was actually a post like of a buddy of mine, mm-hmm. and I tried to like it, and it just unliked it, and it said, "Sorry, cannot do this action at this time." Blah blah blah. Your post, your liking is limited for some reason, and I think it's just a twenty-four hour thing because I looked into it, I googled it, and I didn't Google it very hard because I just took the first answer I got, which said you're you're limited to about a thousand likes per day, and I didn't think I had hit a thousand likes at that point, and I highly doubt that I did because that's absolute madness. But that's yeah. A lot of like, <laughs> like, <laughs> That's exactly where, bro. But uh, going back into that, the YouTube restrictions and stuff, did you gain any traction before they uh, set those limits and got rid of all your old tracks and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, That's what it's about. Yeah, back in the day in the, in the, in the YouTube, when I, would, when, when I would put my music up onto YouTube in the beginning when I first started rapping, YouTube and Facebook were so much different back then that it was like my music was able to be heard like by a lot of people. So I just I'd post it up onto YouTube and then I'd uh, I'd post the link on Facebook and then everyone would just like all my friends would just share it and repost it and share it and share it. And next thing you know, I'd have like a few thousand views on my YouTube Damn, to go directly man. from Facebook. They w- they wouldn't block or try to discourage people from going to another site. On yeah. Facebook because this is the early days. Now they try to like if you if you uh, post a link, um, it doesn't reach as many of your your audience because they kind of for sure it. it like has to be embedded or something. Yeah, or you have to pay for an ad advertising or... space and stuff. You know. <laughs> but back then it was just like I post it, then this person shares, this person shares, and because it, because it was high school, that was like at the peak of my social powers in terms of just like hanging out with people, having friends, having a network. So, yeah, being close to your circle and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was really easy to, to to get my music heard by people all around. And it was really dope those early days for sure. And that that honestly um, helped me uh, get that confidence and get that drive to pursue it and keep on going because I was like, yo, there's a lot of people who actually like listening to it and liking it and sharing it and stuff. So that was definitely beneficial for me. Man, you actually did grow and evolve and change with the systems. We got we got to get a lot of insider information out of you because you oh, yeah. you're probably doing this Facebook YouTube thing when it was just a fresh idea and it wasn't <laughs> like now where as a as a budding artist or a newer artist where you Google that shit and they'd say like post it here post it here do this daily or whatever you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. When 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 the documentary comes out one day, or I, I do my, my <laughs> book, I'm gonna have lots. Of, I'm gonna have like I'm gonna be able to take y'all down just like that 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 different the evolution of the internet and social media and sharing oh, as an man. artist from an artist perspective. Yeah, for sure. I don't doubt it, dude. Okay, so let's let's try and trail it a little bit. We don't have enough time. And honestly, dude, even a documentary about you, that for you, even with your like track record here, it'd have to be like a double feature or like a four-hour doc. Four-part series, right? Yeah, yeah. Four-part series, <laughs> word, dude. I don't doubt it, man. And I honestly, I could, I'd expect to see that within the next year, given oh, the rate be, that you're going. Speaking dude. into existence, brother. Let's do it. Honestly, I, I forget what question we left off at. 
Um, you were asking me about the, if, you asked if I gained traction on, on this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Asked me if I had access to the, the old files from my. Wait, 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 wait. So, in speaking, in speaking of that transition of uh, kind of how music was shared, so we're talking about that early YouTube, Facebook days. What, uh, those are still kind of main tools that people use to this mm-hmm. day, but what do you find would be your kind of main, main tools this day aside from that that benefits you the most? Um, yeah, well, like, like you say, you're, you're totally pers- uh, 100% right. Those are still main tools. Um, their effectiveness and how you use them are obviously have changed and evolved over the years. But it's uh, like a science now. Oh yeah, now it's it's definitely a science. You gotta you gotta do a lot of uh, data collection and analysis, <laughs> and use their analytics and demographics, and there's all this stuff. Whereas before it was just like literally upload and post my link and just let it just do its thing um, now. But now uh, I find that my my main tools in terms of promotion of the music would be uh, Instagram and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Those are the, the three that I find get the, the most. Trinity right there. Pardon? That's the Trinity right there. That's the there. Trinity right there. But see, the, fun, the, the funny media. thing is, is like I, the, I can't, I can't get – I can't get the same amount of chat. Like me just posting that one link on Facebook back then gets me so much more exposure than me posting like 10 links on each of those three sites that I showed you today because it's just so different. Like I'll post something on Twitter and like get maybe a couple likes. Lucky if I get a retweet. Like, you know what I mean? On Facebook, you know, I'll get a few people liking it, maybe sharing it and stuff. But before it was just like, it was a totally different, different feeling. But um, yeah, in terms of promotion, sure. yeah, Instagram, Instagram's probably the number one because that's the, the service I feel like most people use. Um, and in terms of putting out the music, uh, YouTube is still a huge, huge part. But now a lot of people use like distributors like TuneCore, CD Baby, DistroKid and stuff like that. So I also, sure. I also do that. Why, why do you think, uh, what do you think the main reason, I'm sure there's plenty of reasons, but the main reason that the engagement rates have changed and that people are less inclined to kind of, you know, yeah, just even engage. So engage is the best word to use. Um, because now the, because with the evolution of how music was consumed and given to us and stuff, uh, it's like a double-edged sword is like a gift and a curse because as it, as the streaming era came in, because when I started, it was no streaming era. It was like, you know, you buy music from the store, you can you can get like LimeWire or, or uh, sure. Kazaa or something and illegally download it. Or You're you either could, looking uh, for it or it finds you. Exactly. Or you could, I guess, I guess, I think iTunes was a thing maybe back then. I'm not sure. Oh man, I don't even remember. The LimeWire days, was it? Um, maybe it was because they still had, they had iPods. They did. So it's as long as they had touch iPods, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, as long as they've had iPods, I'm pretty sure you've been able to buy your music off of like iTunes and stuff like that. Yeah, that um, sounds right to me. Yeah, That's but um, from long ago, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, but then as the as the time as it came, went along and like Spotify and Tidal and Apple Music and all these things came along, it it made it. Uh, it's easier for me to put out music now because now it levels the playing field and now everybody can put music out to be streamed and bought and you can make money off of it. But also it's opened the floodgates to the fact where now anybody can put out music. So now the market is saturated and there's so much music out there from so many different places. Um, Like whatever your niche is, whatever your, your preference of genre or type of music you like, there is like a million artists that make that type of music. Um, so it's dope because it, it allowed me to actually be able to make money off of it and put it onto the same platforms as all my favorite artists. But at the same time, it's 
harder for me to get noticed because now I'm putting it out, but now so is like so many other people I know. And it's just, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's harder to compete because there's so much more competition. It's harder to cut through and be noticed, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's facts, man. So what do you find that you've had to do more since uh, since back in the day to kind of keep those numbers a little bit steady climbing in comparison? Do you know what I mean? Like, what do you find is the main uh, thing you've had to do more? Is it put out more content? Is it engage with people more? Is it is it like cold sell people? What is it? Um, you definitely, definitely I find that engaging with people more uh, with like, people who I don't know and uh, doing a lot of networking stuff. That's, uh, that's definitely helped. Um, as well as, hmm, yeah, engaging with people as well as, uh, like what, what do you find that makes a track pop more than another track? I guess. Cause you, cause like you have a, you have a fuck ton of music. So what, what, what tracks do you find? Or is there any specific reason a particular track takes traction? Ah, that's a, that's a good question. I don't know because nowadays it feels like, I wonder. it feels like, uh, I ever reading some books and stuff and they tell me that people nowadays don't actually sell music. It's more like everything else other than the music. So I, one of the things I had to do to also kind of get myself a little bit more noticed and kind of distinguish myself from the rest is I, I got into kind of media a bit as well. So I started, uh, yeah. I, did, I had hosted my own podcast for a bit um, when I was doing like radio interviews and stuff um, at a local station and like just things like that. So I could network with other artists. Um, and I felt like that, that's, that's helped a lot. Um, but Man, um, that's smart. I like that. My takeaway is don't, don't, you're not just selling music or you're not even selling music not, at this point. No, it's personality. It's, you know, that's, that's why social media is so important because you got to showcase your personality and kind of let people see you because there's got to be another reason. Why, like, cause there's so much music. Why should one person click my music? You know, I got to give them another reason to kind of engage with my content. So, um, for yeah, sure. Yeah, visually and aesthetics and all that, that stuff is all very, very, very important nowadays. Man, yeah. we'll take we'll take a quick break and I want to jump right back into this conversation because I got a I got some curiosities to dig in through. But uh yeah, we'll check out one of your tracks right now. Awesome, awesome. Yo, enjoy I, that. I, enjoy I, that guys. Up here we've got Jay Geezy's track Hala. Run the rap game like a pair of new sneakers All the fame rafters, ops on the bleachers If they act tough, might put them on a t-shirt G-Town rapper, any hood stepper You soda, make it pop hot, call me Dr. Pepper Stripes and checks, under theaters in the hood By collecting them Nike, so let's get it understood You cannot match my skill, I dare ya you. you a beast, I'll turn you to a mink, I'll wear ya I'll be haunting them seats, sucker shook, I'll scare ya International flow, might go to Nigeria Bro, first I hit Ghana, Black Star, Gold Coast then I brags and I boast, cause your boy got the most And I'm rude like Nala, if you ever disrespect Holla if you need that heat, I'm up now and got next, come on
money, ain't messing up my plans, yeah Yeah, they be testing me, but this ain't no exam, yeah And I stay focused, I ain't worried about your answers, yeah, yeah, uh-huh They know that I know, they know that I know. Yeah, yeah We get that bag, then we roll But it show, I'm a real ass nigga, so my heart is stay cold Try to test my gangsta, but I ain't never fold I'm just sticking to the mission, you niggas need to listen everybody i am back with jay yeezy how you feeling homie i'm feeling great man i'm feeling great oh hell yeah you and me both uh so before we took our break listening to one of your tracks we were talking about how we're not just selling music anymore i feel like i i feel like that is how important as an artist do you think that is to acknowledge that 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 you're not just selling music or actually not even selling music at all yeah to take it that far to even say you're not even selling music at all how important do you think that is to to keep on the forefront of what you're doing um, I think it's super important. I feel like if you don't keep, uh, keep sight of that fact, you could just get lost to the sauce because it's easy. It's easy to be one of those people who's like, as an artist, you just want to create. You just want to, you know, make your music. You don't really care about all that other stuff. You kind of just want to make your music. But if you want to be a successful artist and actually like go far and make it to certain levels and you aspire, you definitely have to to accept that the music is the least uh as the like has the least amount of impact on whether you're going to be a star or be famous or whatever whatever that's like the least part of it and you got to work on like your image and your personality and what are the things you got to wear many hats and do many things so i think it's very important it's vital in this for uh, sure i i agree 100 percent. i think one of the main uh evolutionary traits of an artist that or one of the main roles an artist had to take on to be successful and this has probably changed now but back before was uh market you have to be your main marketer because how else is well well like you said the social media kind of did help do it organically but as we transitioned out of that you had to become better at marketing your own product yeah most definitely marketing like yeah most most artists are are you also have to be an artist plus a marketer plus a promoter you know you kind of have to yeah like i said you got to wear many hats how do you feel about tiktok the app first and foremost because i find this is a it's a tool that artists use to market but it, there's a lot of hate love out there for it so i'm mm-hmm. just curious feelings toward it um, first, first of all if you if you do use tiktok uh, go search my music and use it in some of your videos because my music is available on TikTok. So hey. for that for that reason alone, I, I accept and, and fuck with TikTok. And we condone. Okay, I yes, see. Yes, I see. We, we condone TikTok in the sense of I condone other people using it because it's uh, I've seen a lot of funny TikTok videos. It is entertaining. Um, and like I said, they, people's music is on there. So if you want to go make a TikTok video using my music, I'm all for it. In terms of using it myself, um, I have – I pretty sure I have an account, but I don't have the app on my phone and I've never actually used it. Um, that's one of the things where I feel like – I feel kind of like an old head. 
And I just see people using TikTok. I'm just like, no, couldn't be me. I, I don't. And I, I don't. I don't hate it. Like you know, like I'm not like Why if you not? do it. If you don't. If you do it, I'm not like, oh wow, you use TikTok. I'm like, cool. I'll watch your TikTok videos. Maybe if it's on Instagram. <laughs> but me personally, I'm just like, I don't know. I, I'm. I don't know. I just can't. I just. I just. Is it's just it, not is for it me. too young for your blood? What's I going on? I feel like on? it's a little too young for my blood. The the dances and the. It's like, nah, man. I'm not doing all that. I wasn't. I was never a Vine person. Like when Vine came and had a yeah, brief little yeah, moment, yeah. I never had a Vine account. I feel like we're we're kind of on the same page here where it comes to like dating things, and I feel like Vine popped around just as we were getting out of that kind of mentality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At but, least that's true for myself. But with with Vine, just like TikTok, again, very entertaining stuff. Like I can watch these videos that people Bingeable, make, yeah. and I can appreciate them and appreciate the like creativity and the the humor and like just all the stuff people put into them. But me myself. I just, I guess, I guess I haven't found what I would do on TikTok. Um, I guess, or maybe my place on TikTok. So that's why I haven't actually gone on it yet. That's fair. See, the reason that I bring it up specifically is because I had a, I had a soft boycott going on for it, a personal one where I mm. just wasn't using that myself. Yeah. But uh, I had multiple people tell me that as an artist, you kind of have to. That was the word. You have to. It's a great tool. You should use it. I've, but, I've uh, definitely been told the same thing as well. Yeah. And just going against the grain have chosen not to. I'm kind of I'm not too sure what my thoughts are moving forward. I've come off the soft boycott mentally. But yeah, who knows moving forward? What do you find to be the best platform for yourself moving forward? I know we talked about Instagram and the, the Holy Trinity otherwise. But has there anything else kind of come into the frame? that you find is like kind of a uh, newer adaptation, the 2020 version of what uh, might have been marketing back in the day? Um, hmm. Not really. I mean, there was a there was a brief moment where, where Snapchat was, was a really good thing. That was very brief. That was before Instagram started doing uh, the, the stories. Yeah, Instagram kind of like... And that's, the, that's, the, that's kind of why I feel like Instagram is still the top dog and has been able to stay throughout this whole like decade or whatever is because they kind of take whatever the other people do good and they just kind of bite that and add it to their app and whatever, like the vine, the little seconds and all of a sudden now uh, Instagram has videos because Instagram used to just be pictures. I don't know if some of the kids out there even remember that, (laughs) but Instagram legit used to be just pictures. You like the picture and then I think you can comment. I don't even know if you could comment before. I think it was just likes before. I couldn't mistake it. I honestly don't remember. And I feel like before it was literally you'd only have your circles that you'd be following and that you'd see the pictures of. And now you can literally see. Oh, explore page. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, exactly. It's, it's expanded. Uh, Instagram has definitely evolved and expanded and grown with the times and like just kind of added kept adding stuff to it so like yeah they added the stories they added you know so i feel like instagram has kind of kind of remained the top thing and i I personally haven't really found anything that's kind of giving me the same kind of exposure platform to uh promote my music for real and i feel you on that because i do agree but uh let's let's jump into some of your actual projects now some of the stuff that i could get my hands and eyes on and ears on uh so back in 2014 you released a 12 track mixtape or what i see as a 12 trap next day the g is back oh was that one of your yeah was that one of your i know you said you released some content on youtube and stuff before but was this one of your like first kind of main releases i 
don't know how else to put it. Um, the G, the G is back is definitely one of my. Um, that one, that one's on what Audio Mac. Oh yeah, the I th- I don't think the full thing is on SoundCloud actually. I think there's one track on SoundCloud, on SoundCloud and then it's yeah. on it's on Datpiff. Datpiff oh. or maybe even Audio Mac. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's see, on okay, Datpiff. Big shouts out to Datpiff because that was that was like the first place I was able to actually put out like full length projects. Right, because dude. Datpiff used to be huge. Yeah, I've always been like a a project kind of artist. Like yeah. I always that's what that's what. Uh, drew me into hip hop and made me fall in love with hip hop was like full length projects and just like how people would construct their albums and stuff. And so yeah. that's always kind of what I've liked to emulate with my music is make good projects. Um, so the G is back. Oh my goodness. The G is back. That, that <laughs> definitely is one of my first like, like main projects because I had, uh, again, I was saying earlier, the uh, different eras of the Jay Geezy, uh, uh, musical career experience. And, uh, there was one stage where after the YouTube vids, I started um, getting beats from my homeboy who made beats. And he was like the first guy to like give me actual original beats. And he was going to a school at Pavi Pacific Audio Visual Institute. Apparently they're closed down now. But um, Shit. I would that was like the first studio, the Pavi studio that I would actually go to and record songs. And we recorded like actual joint mixtape together. Um, funny enough, you can actually find the mixtape still on uh, iTunes and stuff. It was called uh, West Coast Chronicles. Um, Damn. Yeah, so I was I was doing that. I was doing that stuff with with my homie over there, and then um, after that kind of phase, I, I kind of like took a little uh, uh, after after that phase after that like yeah, recording all that stuff. I kind of like entered into a new phase where I was just like kind of making more music, like not on my own, but just not doing music as much with him. And okay. so the, the G is back is kind of like, yeah, like this is just me back on my own doing my thing, my project, my beats, my ideas kind of thing. Gotcha. You know? the G is Pushing back. the core of your artistry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that man. was one of my first main projects for sure. See, I was thinking, I knew there was some content before it, not only just because the name, obviously, the G is back, but mm-hmm. you really, you come in strong with this one and you come in very well versed and practiced. Uh, usually when I, when I find someone's like oldest projects or like first releases, obviously I didn't find your oldest projects, didn't find your first releases, but mm-hmm. there's some element of like, like amateurness to it, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That, that underdog vibe, but you, you're coming out real, like you got some quality right out the gates here. You got well, old school the, the, beats, G, the G, the G is back a little quick, quick thing didn't mean to cut you off there but the g is back the reason it kind of sounds like that it's it's crazy you said that because you just literally just reminded me why it actually sounds like that because it was a new era but it was a new era in a new studio so i was uh yeah i had just actually that was like the first like i had i just met this uh engineer his name is a preem a big shout out to preem he runs uh nova studios in uh north van it's actually a pretty popular uh, studio that a lot of the like I guess you quote unquote bigger artists or people who uh, are a little bit more serious with their work they kind of go there which is kind of crazy because I was doing that way back then it's before back anyone the even day. knew yeah you know yeah. so that was like my first time locking in with him as the engineer and getting that quality of of sound and and mixing and mastering and stuff so that's why the G's back sounds the way it does because it was gotcha. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the refining process mm-hmm. was there 
Yeah. But also you you were well versed as an artist, like your flow and cadence, your 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 bars are all on point as well for your writing. Mm-hmm. You had that on lock. I but, probably yeah. put out a couple projects too before then, like on Dat Piff and stuff. Cause I a lot of the projects on Dat Piff, I've made them uh hidden. Yeah. So there's like a lot of projects. You could probably go back and see all my projects if I just unhide them all. <laughs> but I but I hid them because they were like they were recorded off that same mic back in, in the oh, crib. No shit. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I was actually thinking that that some of this stuff was hidden because because uh, I could only find one track on SoundCloud from the G's back mm-hmm. and then I had to hit that pit for the other one. But uh no kudos to the the G's back, man. You got to- that twelve tracks on there. I, I did you hide it off of SoundCloud? Um, no, sound, did I hide it off of SoundCloud? SoundCloud, I think I just, I just took it down off of SoundCloud. Um, gotcha. Because SoundCloud, right. I, I, uh, once you reach a certain limit, then you have to pay for SoundCloud. And over the years, I've paid for SoundCloud um, to, to add, like, extra stuff onto there a, a couple times. But um, every time I find, like, a new platform to just put my stuff on or whatever, then I just go back to not paying for, for uh, SoundCloud. And then I'll, like, take off all my old music so that I can put some yeah. newer music on there. So, for sure. That's hilarious, dude. I definitely had the ins and outs with paying and not paying for SoundCloud as well. Because yeah, when you when you want to use it and upload, like, a project, it's it's nice to pay for it. Exactly. But then when you fall, fall out of that mode, I feel you there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, from this project alone, man, I, I got a lot of – it showed your versatility out, out of the gates there got a got like big sean vibes pharrell vibes i don't know if you fucked this with jadena but i got those two man of course of course man exactly exactly you're a versatile dude man that's that's literally what i was getting out of this project just my first impression of you you got lots of smooth and vibey tracks in this one and what was this project for you in terms of theming because it seems like like as the title states the g is back and you're just kind of stating your case and you do talk a lot about obviously your motives and kind of your goals in in this one so but you definitely do that throughout a lot of your music so yeah yeah okay i'm just looking at the track list here for uh the the g is back yeah Ooh. yeah for sure Ooh, okay so i was <laughs> oh man yeah i'm looking at some of these tracks i might have to go listen to this afterwards yeah, dude, so it, it was a dope fucking listen, man. I listened to the whole thing, and oh, dude, like I said, it didn't feel like work. I was vibing out, and yeah, yeah, just, oh, that's that's so dope. Out. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Like you, you. Props to you as an interviewer for doing your uh, your research and, and going back and checking out the checking out the older projects and stuff. Oh, for sure, man. Props to you for making it worthwhile. Yeah, the G the G is back. Actually, is like it's like a it represents an evolution in my in my journey like because there's always these there's all these different if i if i just look at the think about the timeline my timeline as an artist there's different points there's pivotal moments where i took that like next step yeah that next in the evolution and the g is back is definitely that because when i'm looking at the g is back and the different tracks on here and like the features that i have on here it's 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 basically all the the people that I was working with at the time and grinding with and doing all my underground stuff and then finally meeting that that uh that engineer who could take my sound and the quality of it to that next level and just kind of using all that stuff that sure. I had learned in the previous uh projects and just yeah applying that 
Man, that's wild. So this, it probably represented not only that literal shift into having the more professional sound being able to be done by your uh, new studio and engineer, but also kind of like a a change in your life. It's funny because it was that change in your life where you're like, all right, now I'm going to be doing this project by myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's layers to it, intentional and not. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's that's 2014, and that's kind of as far as I could find in that regard. And then for some reason, there's like a three-year gap before the next track. It's 2017 for the next project I have there. Is there a reason that I couldn't find anything but like 2015, 2016? Or is that just... Yeah, because that, that was the... Those were the years when... Because um, 2014, music was still being um, digested and uh, music was still the way music was before. Like, people were still buying CDs. It was still like... That piff was, was, was huge, but it wasn't... The streaming thing wasn't huge. But over those for next sure. few years, by the time it got to 2016 streaming was like the, the like streaming had arrived and it was a main part of of music and stuff so people had to adapt um so the the reason why uh, you wouldn't and also another reason why too is because then I, what I started to do after uh, the G's back is I started making uh which is kind of funny because I I just got just when I started to like sell my own music and make my own CDs and get my own yeah. CDs pressed and get like those hard copies out. Yo, just as I got on the hard copy wave, that's what it was. It's 2015, 2016, 2017. That's the hard copy wave for me. But little did I know, no. as I'm getting as I'm getting into the hard copy wave, the world is moving away from it. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's funny because I'm just now I'm just thinking about it just right now. Looking back, I'm like, hmm, interesting. Like just as I was getting into the CDs, the world yeah. was getting off of them, and I didn't realize it at the time. I didn't like see or I seen what was happening, but it didn't hit me because now obviously it's easy to look at it and be like, well, streaming is the dominant force. Everyone streams. It's just like, yeah, you know, but back then it's like, Dude. it's hard to really foresee the future and be like, oh, this is For the sure. new wave. Yeah. You know what's crazy is that even dates this conversation as well because that that was an era where people were getting out of CDs and like mm-hmm. nowadays people have the same vibe for CDs as they do with like records is they're nostalgic and people will buy hard copies because mm-hmm. it brings them those feels of uh, 2014 tw- or and before. Yeah, and it's also like Ain't that it's, a it's a it's a it's an exclusive thing too now. It's like, you know what I mean? Yes, like that's true. Like, just like when you get vinyl, like you're saying, like, just like the treat records, like vinyl, it's the same with CDs now. It's like, if I get a CD, it's like a special collector's edition. It's limited. Yeah. It's limited. Yeah. You know, that's the truth. I never thought about it that way. Have you, have you done any, or are you considering doing any moving forward? Um, vinyls or CDs? Uh, either or just hard copies to push out. Um, hard copies. I have, do- I have done hard copies in the past um, of CDs. And whether I do hard copies of CDs again, we'll see. Um, but vinyl is definitely something I would like to do. I actually was going to do vinyl, a limited 100, 100 copy of vinyl for this uh, Life on Geezy Street. But um, I think I'm going to wait till maybe the next project or the project after that and get like some special edition vinyls and just like make it come with like something extra. Like if you get the vinyl, you'll get the vinyl plus some merch plus like the, like I want to have like a, a, a complete pack, you know. Ooh, so when you yeah, buy some you, exclusive, exclusive, some exclusive shit. shit that you're just some like you're going to want it and you're going to cherish it, you know. Yeah. yeah. This reminds me of when like Call of Duty would have like whatever you buy the premium pack. You remember those days? Mm-hmm, I'm sure mm-hmm. they still do it now, but you just buy the limited edition copy and you get, fuck, I don't even know what it was. Well, I did it the other day with the new uh, 2K. They got the NBA 2K21 
Um, there's just a regular one. And then they yeah. have the Mamba Forever Edition, where it got like Kobe Bryant on the cover. And then if you get that one, it oh. costs more and you get like a bunch of extra stuff online with it or whatever. So, yeah, it's just like something like that. That's wild, man. Yeah. Well, I had to get it because Kobe's my favorite player. So I was just oh, like, hell I, yeah. you know, I got I to get the, that version. And then plus, it's probably the last time something like that's going to be done, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, that's dope. So uh, we get out of that uh, CD going into the streaming age we hit mm-hmm. 2017 and then you start dropping projects like a motherfucker just left mm-hmm. and right mm-hmm. you drop you drop the oh and this is the appropriately name since we're saying 2017 you dropped mad tracks but the hoy the hoy hustler of the year yes um yes. yeah hustler that, obviously yes. in the sense of getting to the grind and then hustler in the colloquial sense of course mm-hmm uh 12 track project here uh what yeah what was this project to you uh, the, the reason that i'm more bringing leading you into the conversation is because i did listen to a lot a lot of your music mm-hmm. but i couldn't get as deep as i wanted to because even as i go through my list here dude holy fuck i usually get a page and a half of notes on people i got five pages on you <laughs> that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking Bro. about that is and we're at, we're we're at the 20 minute mark i'm going to keep going here because we barely touched your music but like mm. that it just speaks volumes and i just want to say to anybody listening right now you got to check out this guy's music if you want to get lost in a new artist this is the guy to get into jay geezy there's oh. just so much content he's so versatile like i said feelings are like he, i got those big sean vibes pharrell vibes jadena vibes i got childish gambino vibes at oh, one point nice nice yeah respect bro respect Dude, no respect to you, bro. Like, I know I'm just, it just sounds like I'm pumping your tires, but like, I, I don't get stoked like uh, on artists like this, but you're, you're clearly a grinder. You clearly know what you're doing. You've got your roots set in, uh, and you're entertaining as fuck, too. And you're great to chat with. Like I said before, in, in doing my research, it didn't feel like work. And even now, it just feels like I'm just like shooting shit and chatting up, you know? Just, yeah, just kicking and having a combo, right? Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah man. The, Boy, bro. The, the hoy was, the hoy was like, that the was. Hoy. The beginning of this, that was the beginning of, like, when people ask me, uh, how long have you been rapping for? Usually the answer I'll give them is, oh, I started making music in 08, but I started taking it seriously in, like, 2016, 2017. Yeah, for that release. Yes. Well, 2016, technically, because the funny thing is, the Hoy came out on hard copy in 2016. Oh, no shit. Yeah. sick, dude. Yeah, and I still have, funny thing is, I still have some of those, uh, some of those are hard copies. No way. Still how many in did the you rap. Get made? I had a hundred made. I think I'm not sure how many I have left, but I had a hundred made. And I still have like a bunch in this box of storage, and I had them like shrink wrapped and stuff. So Dude, it's like, so like official. Yeah, yo, it's dope. It's and dope. that's that's essentially just signifying you coming out the gates and just like sprinting for it, eh? Yeah, that's that's the first project where it was up on the streaming services. So technically my first album for sale is the first time I ever sold a copy of my album digitally or physically. Oh, no, not physically because I had I pressed some CDs of some other previous projects. But like as far as like iTunes, yeah. um, but getting an album sale on iTunes or just getting streamed and stuff, the Hoy was that. That was that benchmark right there. That There's the push. Yeah. 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 That's dope, man. So any kind of tracks off this album that you are particularly proud of that you stick to to this day? Or is it kind of just like all of it is still got meaning to you? The whole, like a lot of it still has meaning to me, but there's there's a few, definitely a few uh, standout tracks on there that I really, really, really enjoy. Um, There's a song called uh, uh, Lord Forgive Me. Um, 
the homie, the homie, um, oh, how am I blanking on his name right now? <laughs> Two-Tone, Two-Tone, yeah. I don't Two-tone. know what he goes by now, but he he went by Two-Tone Sound. Um, yeah. He's a homie. He went, we went to the same high school and stuff, and he lives in, he lived in my neighborhood. And he, he made a few of the beats off there. Lord Forgive Me, um, Humble, Stay Humble, um, James Bond, um, those are that. Those are, I think there's maybe one more track he made, but like those those tracks that he made off of that project, they were really Lord forgive me. Especially was a was a was a standout track for me. Yeah, I shot a little video for that one. Um, oh, dude, I didn't even get into your video content because you got so much streamable content. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the, the videos the videos from the Hoy are still there's they're still up on my YouTube and stuff, so you can always go check that out. Big Puffa on YouTube. Um, yeah, but like yeah, that Lord forgive me was definitely. Um, a heavy track on there. I'm trying to think of another one. Um, yes, okay. Oh, I forgot what the name of the track is, but it's featuring my homie Kid Fresh. It could. Oh, it, uh, I, I thought I noted all the features, but I did not. It could all end today. Kid Fresh what was that track, but it was like it's it a it's a dedication to a homie of mine who passed away. Um, he me he used to make a lot of music with me back in the day. So I remember that song was uh, was a special one for me too because it was uh, yeah yeah it's right from the heart eh yeah exactly exactly yeah so then aside from the hoy you put out young og as well mm-hmm. what uh, were you doing these projects simultaneously or was it the hoy and then young og the hoy and then young og for sure because young young og that was like the where I was doing Young OG and where I was doing the Hoy. It was in two different places. I was around two different set, like still the same engineer uh, that had done the G is back. He's the one who I did the Hoy and um, Young OG. But Young OG, if you listen to the features, if you listen to the production, um, it was different people involved. It was different people. Back when I was doing the Hoy, I was still rocking with uh, with uh, Amp Beats. He was making a lot of my beats. Two tone sound was making some of my beats. Like I was doing some stuff like that. Oh, you pick up producers. You don't pick up individual beats. See, that's the thing. Me, because like I said, I'm I'm an album artist. Or at least yeah. I like to think of myself. I'm an I'm an album consumer when it comes For to just sure. as a as a fan. But as an artist, I like to create projects and bodies of work. And I always found that the music that I listened to that I enjoyed the most were when artists locked in with one producer or just a few certain producers. And I always appreciated the artists like a, like a Jay-Z would get a bunch of beats from different people, but his main beats on his project would be like Swizz and Timbo and Kanye and just Blaze. And then maybe he might have a beat here, here. You know what I mean? So I tried to do that too. It's just like, Hey, I want to have a cohesive body of work. I want it to all kind of, kind of sound like it all belongs together. So I try to lock in with one, two, three producers for each project, yeah. And just, like, create and cater to that vibe in the whole project. That's dope, yeah, man. Yeah. I love that mentality. That's another thing for uh, for artists to pick up on is, like, that should be on the forefront of your mind. Because uh, a lot of people aren't into creating projects these days, and it is fed to us to put out singles a little bit more yeah. often, you know, in terms of... And especially in, in that, the rate at which people want us to create at this point as mm-hmm. well, where, where content is key. But we, we both know that's not a problem for you. But anyways, uh, so Young OG was... A, a nine track what was like uh, you said you were dealing with the same uh sorry the same engineer and stuff was there kind of like a, a pivotal life moment also that occurred between the hoy and young og uh, yeah. in terms of your musical pro- progression yes um was that after the, I, I, in terms of like my financial situation and kind of what i was going through um i had kind of 
I was kind of feeling myself after, like at the time when I was doing Young OG, I was I was feeling myself. I, I, I felt like I was doing at that time, at that particular moment in time, I was doing the best I had ever been doing fin- finance wise. Got you. Yeah. So, so you, I was. So you were mentally more happy, more confident, and you had yeah. some money to put into your work. Yeah, I was. I was starting yeah. to buy like gold chains and bracelets and. Oh damn! You know money, I mean? money. Yeah, okay, you know you're, what I mean? You're fitting the Yeah. So I was feeling, I was feeling myself a bit. I was feeling like, you know, like, like I really was the hoy. I really like hustled really hard that those last couple of years. And now I was able to, because the, one of the big things for me is over the years um, was music is expensive to make in terms sure. of, you know My what I God. mean? Like an artist, yeah. an artist, like we don't get paid that much to make music, but it costs a lot because you got to pay for beats. You got to pay for an engineer. You got to pay for album art. You got to pay for all these different things. But sure. you don't really make much out of it. So it was always hard for me to, I, I'd always save up and then go to the studio, get a few tracks, save up. And that's, that's why I was always bouncing around to different studios and stuff. But once I hit that certain uh, time where I was like making, I had this steady income and I had this money coming in, I was able to go to the studio a lot more and, and get a lot different, like get a lot of beats online. And like, you know what I mean? I was able to just use my money in music a little bit more. So I was just feeling myself because uh, I had sure. a little bit more money to throw around. And that's Dude, how, that's that- how Young OG came. I dig that. I love hearing that side of it because obviously there is some hints to it in the lyrics. Actually, it's pretty blatant now that I know, but (laughs) even in the track title, man. But honestly, when I first started listening to Young OG, I got, I picked up like kind of a smoother and that you had more like kind of seductive love tracks involved. But then Mm -hmm. I even like, I clicked on the track Honeys expecting it to be about chicks. And we all know what Honeys is actually about. It's about about the hundreds. It's about them hundred dollar bills, the mornings, baby. Yeah. And, And so that speaks to literally what you were just saying in that transition between the hoy and now is like we got honeys now yeah we got exactly exactly yeah and so ah fuck man we're we're 30 minutes in i usually cut it off at 20 but let's we definitely don't have enough time to cover all your material i'm gonna bring you back in one day and we'll 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 definitely gotta do a part two yeah yeah but let's uh i'm just gonna do a quick run through of and if you want to stop me at any point and say something particular about any of these things holy fuck like i said dude five pages uh, I, dude, no, there's no point in me naming off your track. <laughs> you got, let me just count here. You got Young OG, The Puff Bomb, Volume 1, G-Town Lover, Low Key Beginnings, Low Key Mary Jane. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. I'm going to stop myself there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, dude, yeah. Shout, out, shout out to my boy, Bomber Beats, for doing The Puff Bomb, Volume 1. That's another local homie um, who also went to school, school with me. Um, so we did that. So that's shout out to him. Um, what were some of the other ones you named? You know what? Maybe we should talk about your latest drop, actually. Let's do it. Yo, uh, on September 23rd, you dropped African Girl uh, featuring Boa Beats. Yes. Dude, yes. To me, to me, my vibe, it was it's a great track, and it sounds like kind of like a love letter to your heritage, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, me, I, wanted to, I, wanted to do, creation. I wanted to do something to, to kind of show my appreciation and my love for 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 the African queens out there, you know, uh, for, yeah. you know what I mean? Kind of like you said, like a love letter to my heritage, my roots. Lately, what I've been kind of getting into is I'm trying to, I'm not even trying, I'm doing it. I'm tapping more into my culture, into my heritage, into my roots. My Both my parents were born in Ghana. Um, I was born here in Canada, born and raised in G-Town, but I grew up in a Ghanaian household, you know, where like my mom spoke tree, we ate yeah. Ghanaian food, listened to Ghanaian music. So I've always been immersed in the culture of Ghana but now I feel like it's now 
time for me to incorporate that in my music and really connect with the people over there so they can also, you know, relate to my music and stuff. So that's that's kind of where um, that African girl came from. And Boa Beats, the one who made the beat, he also, his parents are both from Ghana. So he, me and him have like a similar story in that oh, sense. Man. Yeah, so... So down to the to the beats and the even the elements in the track, we got some roots relating to Ghana. That's so sick, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And coming up, coming up in the future, you're gonna get a lot more of those vibes. Like I'm still gonna be doing my rap thing, still gonna be doing my R and B, still keeping it versatile. But I'm gonna more and more find ways to incorporate different rhythms and sounds and themes and and stuff from the motherland into my music yeah that's so dope man yeah i love i love this recent track a lot because it is it is with the times in that i find a lot of artists are creating uh with love internally you know what i mean like the men are writing for the women the women are writing for the men we're all writing for the culture it's all kind of like moving internally and we're all kind of like respecting ourselves it's it's coming out real cool with all the shit that's going on in the world indeed it's, it's it's almost like everything is like timing. I, I'm a huge believer in everything happens for a reason, and you know timing is everything. Um, so I, it's no it's no mistake that now the now I'm having these feelings to kind of put this type of stuff out there. And now all the you, like you said, you look at all the stuff that's going on in the world. It's just like the perfect time. It just lined up because yeah. in all in all reality, you probably planned this song kind of a long time ago, but it now just so happens that it lines up with the chaos. Exactly, exactly. That's so cool. And anyways, dude, the, one of the reasons I also have to cut this short, I appreciate you going into overtime with me though for this no amount problem. of time, man, and giving me all your time. But my laptop's about to die. Ah, so okay, okay. We, we got to do the sign off here and now. But like I said, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting you back in eventually. But is there anything that you want to say at the end here to to anybody? that might be listening i just want to say thank thank you to thank you to you for having me on here on your platform i really appreciate that it's really dope of you this was a dope conversation dope interview um shout out to anybody out there who's listening you know what i mean you can follow me on instagram lord geezy uh jgeezy604 for twitter big puffer big space p-u-f-f-a on youtube um like brother said man i like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a prolific, I'm one of the most prolific local and international artists out there. I got lots of content, whether it be video, music, all that stuff. So, you know what I mean? Tap in, check in with me. And I'm always trying to improve my style. Like, I'm never satisfied. Like, even if I make something that everyone like, I'm never satisfied. I'm always trying to give you guys more. So just, you know, stay tuned. You're not going to be, you're not going to be disappointed and you'll always be entertained. I'm going to keep them coming, you know? Hey, and that's a word. And check Thanks. out Life on Geezy Street. Drops October 28th on all streaming platforms. You can also buy the tracks at my website, bsgc.ca. This, this, uh, this project with the 13 songs is my best to date. And I can say that. Like hundred um, percent, I'm excited for everyone to listen to this and stuff. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. You said it. You said it real well. Uh, thank you so much for all your time, brother. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Of course, homie. All right, you take care. You too, brother. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. That was Jay Geezy. If you want to learn a little bit more about him, head on down to www.reevolvemedia.com forward slash Jay Geezy. That's J. G-E-E-Z-Y. And hope you have a great day. We're going to listen and end this uh, session with his track, Running Through My Head. Enjoy.
hood like non-stop Airbnb, so you let the pin drop Navigating in the navigator Got a text, said see you later Now I'm speeding and switching lanes Let me explain, girl, your body's so bad And ooh, I love your brain You an intellect, ain't even talking neck I got respect, but that mouth gets slippery wet So I dive in your pool and I make a splash And I like it when you rude, tell me kiss your ass We ain't done till you come, then you twist my grass And your smile's so cute, love to make you laugh I'm the one, but it seems you the one for me All these feels that I got, look what you done to me I'm a businessman, so I love your company Now I'm deep in your love saying come for me I just want you in my room